The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alejandro Trujillo, broker owner at Remax Next. Alejandro, thanks for being here, brother. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, what a what a day! But this is the <laughs> highlight of the day, I would say. Same, same. No, we've had a great conversation, and uh, it's already been well over an hour. <laughs> Just talking. I know. I, I could keep on going, but and, uh, I know we got we got busy schedules. No, no, no. That's uh, you know, it's all in good fun. And, and this is you're right though, as we were talking about, just getting to know one another. And this is what life's about, right? And building these relationships, friendships. Um, and just showing up for people. Yeah, these are the golden tickets. I feel like you know, not a lot of people are having these conversations. So whenever you kind of vibe with somebody, I'm like, just go with it. Roll with it, absolutely. Now, for you, you've been in the industry with eight years, but you're just saying how it seems like eight short years, and you just feel like you're a baby and all yeah, this. Yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm not have, I haven't even hit my Jordan years yet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know, in this industry, it really does take you for, for a roller coaster ride. And Honestly, I think it takes a while to really kind of build those those perspectives and those really good nuggets that per, per you know pursue you ahead. So yeah, we're just we're just getting started. Well, and, and if you are going off the Jordan analogy, well then this is the first championship year because it took them eight years, right? <laughs> it like did eighty-four take to ninety-two. Yeah, we or got ninety-ninety-one, right? Was one yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got beat um, up with those Detroit years, yeah, and yeah. We, we we overcame that. So absolutely. So now one of the things that is is just I think an amazing aspect to all this is that. Growing up, you didn't have it the easiest. Grew up in a little village, South Lawndale area, eventually to Cicero, where uh, you went to high school. But you were saying life wasn't so easy, so for you to get to this point uh, is an accomplishment in itself. It really is. Honestly, it really, um, I learned about perspective early on. And, you know, I think everyone has their, their, their typical, you know, I came from this story. And, you know, obviously mine kind of follows the same, uh, you know, storyline. But at the end of the day, like, it really is what you what you become, right? We all yeah. kind of going through these little traumas that we have as our youth, and man, my childhood was was a little rough, man. I was I was a traditional fat kid with you know I was born with a disorder that really just it was a physical disorder. On top yeah, of it. yeah, physical disorder. It really just took bullying to a whole other level, and for some reason or not, and, and you know I just kind of took it, you know I just wow. took it, just took it. And really wanted to be accepted. I mean, I think all of us in our childhood really want to be accepted. And I was so desperately crying for that. Like, hey, do you want me to be in the gang? Do you want me to do this? I'll do it. Wow. But they're like, no, no, you're you're too weird. You're too <laughs> dorky. You know, get out of here, kid. You know, and which is a godsend, right? Now yeah, looking back at it, it's huge godsend. And I, after years of just going through all that and just growing up. I realized I'm like well, taking it was probably probably the best decision because I look back at those individuals and you know they're in different points of their life that they probably would wouldn't want to be in. Right. No. And and, and you heard from some of those people. Yeah. You know what? That that was kind of like the reflection moment where <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I made the right decision because having those conversations with those old relationships really brought back of like, oh man, thank thank God because I've always said and a lot of people don't understand this sometimes that. It could always be worse. Absolutely. And and for you, kind of that, that pivotal moment in life was more so, as you were saying, that 
it was meeting your father and your now father-in-law, right? Oh my God. I mean, I am so grateful for that, man. He is my best friend. God bless his soul. Wow. Uh, Michael, if you're out there, uh, God bless you. I wish you another 20 years of life. We we hope That's to it. replace you with yeah. a bot. You know? <laughs> the bot with a bot, yeah. Well, we all, we're all going to have to pass eventually, right? But, you know, my I always tell this story. My father... My father got me to the 18, uh, learned a lot about, through my father and, and my past experiences. And then I kind of just messed around for five years. And then I found Michael, my, my father-in-law, and he literally made me who I am today. So Wow. Now, at the time, because you were driving trucks for a while, right? I yeah, mean, it was nothing it to do with real estate. Man, at that time, I was 150 pounds soaking wet, like driving you know an eighty thousand pound vehicle uh, it didn't fit the bill you know you think about your traditional truck driver it's like beard belly huge, coffee right? yeah. trucker's hat um but i really embellished that opportunity you know, i just kind of stemmed like one door open i was like all right well i want to be a truck driver today and and uh, i did that for eight years safely i didn't <laughs> that's awesome nothing happened and yeah. it's it was an awesome experience in my life and, and on top of that you look young as it is right so like yeah you have those cards stacked against you. <laughs> <laughs> the jeans are good and i can't grow facial hair to save my life so <laughs> well we we share that in common so <laughs> that's not a bad thing though you know um and tell me a little bit about right now because you are in the middle of filming uh, uh documentaries coming out mid-march right or documentary style film let's put it that way it's a documentary style bio okay. I, I would say gotcha. Gotcha. Um, it's it's awesome. There's a great company out here in Chicago that's, uh, that's taking it to the next level when it comes to that style. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's coming out mid-March. We're actually going through some B-roll footage right now next week. And it really is a story about perception, perspective, and opportunity. And it's really something where it can really gravitate to anybody that's going through life, anybody that's going through some pitfalls in, you know, business and pitfalls in relationships. It's really inspirational to the point where it's going to gravitate with the, a huge audience to really understand that one door closes, the other one's there. Let's not live in the past. Let's keep moving forward. And you really embody that. I mean, even as we were talking and, and to hear some of these things, what... Um, I didn't have heard it before, but you 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 hear it and you know that someone really means it. Is that you don't see things as happening to you, that they're happening for you. Exactly. I've learned that with uh, my partner was actually a huge advocate of that, and mm -hmm. God bless him. He's been a huge inspiration on, my, on mine, and he really got me to understand that you know that things in any aspect of your life, you know, they're happening in you know in moment, but they're happening to you for a specific reason. You know, they're happening. And a lot of people kind of take that victim mentality, and by all means, every case is different. But it's a teaching moment that, hey, this is a point in time. It is not forever. I mean, it's it's great advice, right? And as, like I said, as you hear it, and, and you can hear other people say it, but it seems like you've always either have come up through adversity and overcome it, um, or even like when you started real estate, that you it was a time in your life where you just got married, have a kid, you know. A lot of things going on. You bought a car, was it a house, or oh my God, a new home. Everything like, happened in one year. Yeah, and I think if you look back, like you know, traditional folks will do things in a span of so many years. Like everything happened at one time, and it was a very overwhelming experience, uh, and a lot of adversity that I had felt. You know, being a brand new father, just being married, having a mortgage, having this pressure of just kind of like, hey, keeping this afloat, and you know, literally slept like three hours a day for two and a half years wow. and just being able to say, hey, you know what? This is all happening for a specific reason. I am not going to fail. My job is not to fail at this, not to say, hey, you know what? I'm only going to half-ass this or I'm only going to do this a certain way. My perspective is like, hey, you know what? 
I'm never going to get an opportunity to be doing these things at the, at the time that I'm doing. So don't mess up the opportunity to be in this position because you never know when you're going to get it back again. I mean, again, all, all, all amazing advice. And tell me a little bit about that journey just with regards to your wife, because she's now a big part of that, too. And yeah. we were just talking about her. we got to make sure we give that you know due credit where it's due. And, yeah, my wife's um, a huge inspiration. I, I love her death. And sometimes she doesn't know that because I, I don't show it as much as she does. She loves me, actually, more than... I probably love her, and, and I'm proud to say it that way. But um, you know, she's a huge inspiration of, of what my role and everything that came in. But you know, I, I realized at a certain point that you know I never really uh, showcased her as much as I should. And, and honestly, it's because we're so busy, kind of, you know, driving the car and getting to the destination that sometimes we don't turn into our shotgun and be like, hey, are you okay? Do you, you, know, do you, do you want to make a bathroom stop? And uh, ever since I've realized that that uh, perspective, she's been, uh, you know, my goal is to make sure that the light is shine on her because she's, she's, she's awesome. She's actually a part of our company. She does our accounting and a bunch of PR moves for us. And, you know, we were grateful to have her. And it just seems like, you know, the, the one thing that, that I've heard a lot about the, the tone of everything or the, the, the theme of it has been, you know, you put good things out there uh, and good things will come back. And it seems like you're surrounding yourself with, you know, good people and, and doing things right. But talk, talk to me a little about the service that you're providing, because I think that's really where you kind of made a decision uh, in terms of what the brand that you wanted to be. Um, and it has become really what people have come to expect from you, right? Which is that level of white glove service that you were referring to earlier. It really is. And I think, I mean, we, we hear that term get tossed around so many times and it sounds so cliche, but in reality, in the world of social media and the world of just how technology has kind of replaced certain things in our lives. I mean, Jesus, like we could order food and it's in our doorsteps in 10 minutes. We can order Uber. We could do a lot of things nowadays. And I think over time, and then quickly when I first got started in the industry, I realized that in reality, our time is one of the best things that we can give to people, right? If we could just take an extra minute, an extra hour to really handhold someone through an experience, through a process, people love luxury. People want that expertise and that exclusivity. I mean, yeah, yeah. we were just talking about it. You go to a restaurant, they know you, know your name, they know your order, they know your favorite type of food. Like you feel so good once you're done with that. And, you know, every consumer in all aspects of life, whether you're buying tires or buying real estate and selling real estate, it's you should go through that same experience. So early on in my career, I've learned to really embellish my clientele, know them, know them deeply, had some conversations that I probably shouldn't have with them. But, you know, they just trust me to the point where they're, they're you know, so comfortable. And I just become a beacon of information. And we all love to have awesome networks and you know unfortunately some people just don't have the people around them and if i can inspire and just be there not just just for the real estate side like i've done my purpose in life 100 percent, and and that seems also to be something that you're passing on to your son as well oh yeah right? that's it's, a big part of your uh, identity it is it is a huge thing and i think all of us will get to a certain point where we're like all right well we've, we've done this we've we've accomplished a lot of things in life we're still working on things in life but at to a certain point, you're going to get to a point in life where you're going to be like, okay, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? A legacy in the form of it will really start setting in. And, you know, that kind of clicked a couple of years ago. And, I, you know, part of the reason why, 
you know, I put his names on my suits. So, you know, at some point, and this is kind of cheesy, my no. wife makes fun of me about it all the time. She said, why are you doing that? He's never going to wear them. He's never going to be your size. I'm like, no, I, I get that. But I want him to one day when I'm gone at yeah. some point, he's going to look at them and be like, hey, you know, my dad was doing something cool at that moment in time. And I just want that to, to never go away, basically. And talk to me a little bit about that just mentality, because as um, you'd mentioned, you know, it's about ex- expectation, right? That you have an expectation for him to surpass where you're at and that legacy that um, that's what you your dad had an expectation for you. And you have surpassed that for him, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to live and die by the, the expectations that are given to you. Um, I learned that early on to the point where, you know, we've had multiple conversations with my father. My father's a man of few words, but one thing he did tell me, he said, look, kid, he's like, you have to learn and understand why you're here, why I work the way that I work. And, you know, you need to understand that you need to obviously surpass me and work smarter, not harder, to a point where now you're passing that on to your generation. So everything that I do is for my son and my family to surpass, you know, me at some point or whatever success story that he's going to be written. And that's truly how you cure a lot of things in our society. It really starts from from day one. And if you adapt that mentality, a lot of things in this world can be <laughs> solved. But unfortunately, like I said, it, it, maybe there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of conversation about this. And maybe that's the first start there. No, I think you're absolutely right. And that's honestly a huge initiative of this platform is to be able to create a space where people feel like they can have that dialogue, right? And so how, how does that translate to you into now um, being a broker owner, right? And, and you're a co-owner, right? That yeah. You have a partner uh, or partners? Partner. Partner. Right, partner. Um, what style do you take into that when... Because you've grown this now, what, 60 agents? Yeah. That's, 60, pre- that's impressive. 60 that, that's agents impressive. and counting. Yeah, so. and counting. No, it's still going to grow. So, our, you know... Just tell me about that first, which is the, the style of leadership that you bring when it comes to mentoring and, um, you know, just pouring into your agents to see them succeed. Yeah, it's it's really hands-on. Honestly, I think, um, you know, a lot of the brokerages out there do a great job of empowering our industry leaders, empowering our, our next generation of realtors. Uh, the one thing they would really want to understand is that the culture is everything to an agent. A culture is everything to somebody who's looking to embark on something they've never really touched on anymore. Yep. And just like how you know I take care of my clientele with that exclusivity, agents have that anxiety coming in. Agents have a lot of questions. They may not, you know, not everyone understands and gets it the same, at the same time. So for us, we really are very passive and very you know patient in understanding that this person's gonna learn very differently. So we're really gonna be there, not just the first two, two three months, but as long as that relationship is there, we're going to guide you. We're going to yeah. sit down with you. We're going to break things down as elementary as you wanted to and really be personal. And more than importantly, Tony, it's give you the rawness of how this works. Because I feel like a lot of some of the stuff gets a little vague and diluted. And sugarcoated a little bit. Yeah, it gets sugarcoated a little bit. This industry is hard, man. Being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. And I feel like that conversation has, hasn't always been talked about in, in the way that it should. And I think you're upfront and honest and straight up with people. You'll set set them up for success a lot quicker. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And and I think it's just being honest about those expectations up front. And, and you do hear it a lot on both ends of it, where you hear some people say it's really hard. And then other people look at the industry and say, well, this is really easy work, right? So maybe you can, I guess, elaborate on that a little bit. Because I, I, 
I just I personally get tired of hearing it that if it, if it, if it's so easy then why don't you do it right and why don't you find success in it but what are those things that are really important to understand about what makes it difficult and not to scare anyone but just to be honest about it and, and the advice that you'd give to overcome it yeah the, you know the difficult part about it is being your own self motivator being your own um, basically being your own boss you know we've we've kind of most of us kind of grow up in the society where you know we put in time we get paid time you know right it's it's a nine to five mentality and, and by by all means that's that's nothing wrong with that right but entrepreneurship is 10x if you're not putting day in day out, that all the time that you need to, and you're not sacrificing more than anything and pushing yourself to create these opportunities to educate yourself any given every second of the day, then you're not really trying in this industry. And it's a lot of hard work. You know, in the days that you don't feel good, hey, man, you got to push that to the side and you got to keep going. You don't want to make an extra call today? Well, guess what? Somebody behind you wants to make that call. Yep. So the mentality is that, you know, there's so there's always going to be somebody who's working ten thousand times harder to take that opportunity from you. And entrepreneurship, it's all about that, and you have to embellish that lifestyle. And that's the hardest part about it because people don't understand that. They feel like, oh, well, I have a lot of flexibility. You know, I can control my own schedule. But at the same time, like if you truly want to hit your potential and achieve the things that you want to, you got to really grind it out and put that hard work in. Eventually, you'll get to a point where balance comes into place and you're able to set up systems and you're able to, you know, to make things a little bit easier for you. But just like any business starting from scratch, those hard two to five years, those are your building years. Yeah. And, you know, people want instant gratification. People want things happening now. And, and that doesn't work like that. If that's the case, you know, go get a regular job. Put in 40 hours, you get 40 hours worth of worth of uh, worth of uh, check, right? Yeah, but yeah. Here, it's not the case. You put in what you get. Yeah, no. And what advice do you give to you know people that approach you who are thinking about a career in real estate, and you know they're they're kind of on the fence of it, or they want to be convinced, or uh, maybe looking for information, but to find out if it's even the right fit, right? That it, I think it does take. Uh, a certain type of personality uh, it does. To, to, to succeed. Yeah, it's not everyone's cut out for this. Like <laughs> we all can't be doctors and lawyers and you know physicists. Like that's a special type of brain. Yeah. And I think a lot of it drives from your personality, the level of patience, who you are. Like what are you, what are your past experiences? Um, there's little traits into every single person. It really knows if this is going to work for them. And I would say, hey, you know, it starts from the licensing, right? If you're getting licensed and you're going through the courses and you're feeling stuck and you're forcing it and you failed and you're just not getting it, you know, maybe maybe it's not for you. Yeah. It's not for everyone. But let's just say you go through all that and you pass the courses and you're getting licensed. You're going to know in the first 6 to 12 months if this is for you. And you honestly have to be honest with, your, with yourself. Being upfront with, you know, what you're looking to do, if this is for you, and if it's not for you, that's okay. You know what I mean? It, it's not for everyone, but just being honest on who you are, and if this is something you're really looking to do, and the patience that it that it needs necessary, that it yeah. needs, um, I think being honest is, is going to be the, the biggest medicine. The biggest medicine also is just, it's great advice, because I, I do think people get caught up in that, the allure of it, right, what they see, and they want that, but you you can't want that. That's not what you're you're going to be, end up doing, right? No. What you, you got to desire and want is, is kind of the struggle of it. And, it is. And, and the journey to get there, not not the end result, right? Exactly. Um, that's, that's the beauty part about it is that, 
you know, half half the stuff that happens in your life, it's the journey that you went through. Those are the memorable parts, right? The the pitfalls, the grinding, the the long days. Those are what builds you on. And everyone wants to shortcut. Everybody, and man. Everybody, shortcuts yeah, are not there. One hundred percent. Well, and on that, what's the the vision for for you, for the brand, for the company? You know, where do you see this going in twenty twenty three and beyond? Yeah, it's uh, we're just getting started. Like I said, you know, we're we're going into our Jordan years, and we're really looking to change the culture, change the perception of what your common uh, realtor is, and obviously professional is. We we give a service, right? We provide a service to a consumer, but. Over the years, I feel like that survey has diluted itself a little bit. So we're looking to bring that back, bring the fundamentals, build on that. So in order for our industry to continue to be as pure as it is, right? Because, you know, with the world of AI and the world of technology, we were just talking <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah. You know, we could be replaced as well. Let's not be foolish and to understand that that can't happen. 100%. Um, so we actually have to be on our P's and Q's even more nowadays because there's just so many moving pieces around us. And, you know, we sometimes don't understand that we rely on our consumers to trust us, to to embellish us. So yeah. it's going to be a biggest, our biggest goal. We never want to lose touch of that. And as we continue to grow, just continue to bring so many different resources, unique resources. Now, talking about entrepreneurship, you know, bringing in that that aspect of it and that type of education is really going to set up well with the next generation of realtors. I can agree more, and, and you're right. There's definitely need to be a change, and we need to go back to some uh, some old school ways of, of just relationships, right? Relationships so. and everything. And and actually, you know, I, I've been involved. I got involved with an organization here in Chicago that is uh, also advocating for, for the community, for specific community here. Um, and that's actually an awesome thing that I'm looking to do this year and bring back, like I said, more of that, that yeah. education to the realtors. That's amazing. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for coming in and just bringing education and wisdom to this podcast and this platform and look forward to the next one, brother. Thank you, Tony. Pleasure. <laughs>